What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Stock Bros Podcast. My name is Tony. Today, I want to talk about things you can do to fight inflation and rising interest rates. But first, please remember to subscribe. Check out my links in the episode notes below. Really easy to do. You just scroll down. You hit most likely hit view or more, and you'll see all the links in the episode notes. And um, I have my links for Acorns in there to get started with investing. One of the easiest apps, they do everything for you. All you do is add money to it. Super simple. You get $5 if you use my referral. And also my link for Coinbase. You get $10 of Bitcoin when you sign up. If you want to start investing in crypto, Coinbase is probably the safest and easiest app to use. And also check out my course on investing with Udemy. If you want to learn the ABCs of investing and how the stock market works, drop that link in there as well. And uh, right now, I think it's on sale for $14.99. Had over 140 students now with a 90% approval rating. So I'm really happy with that and I appreciate all the support. So let's get into inflation and interest rates. So many of you have heard the phrase, uh, cash is king at some point of your lives. And while I love cash and I agree it's important to save, saving money, it's just, it's not enough. And on its own, it's not going to get you to retirement and it's not going to preserve your wealth, which leaves me to inflation. So over the past 12 months, we've seen inflation estimates of nearly 6%, which is about three times the yearly average over the last 100 years. Now, inflation is when your money slowly loses purchasing power year over year, as well as rising costs of goods and services. It's actually very normal. And since the 1920s, the U.S. has seen inflation of roughly 2.5% year over year. For example, uh, in 1920, $1 in 1920 is worth nearly $14 today. $100 in 1920 would be worth about $1,400 today. And essentially what this means is $1 in 1920 had the purchasing power of $14 today, and the dollar was more valuable in 1920. So inflation is often referred to as the worst tax because it it affects... It really goes unnoticed until it's too late. So it happens slowly and naturally year over year, every year. There's very few years that we have deflationary environments. Um, Now, one thing many people do is open high interest savings accounts. I have one. It's a great idea for your emergency funds. I highly recommend it. But here's the thing. Hypothetically, if your high interest savings account is earning about 1% per year. And right now I think mine's like 0.4% per year because rates are down everywhere, which is basically nothing. So let's go with one to 2% per year is what they normally are in a normal environment. While inflation is on average between two to 4% annually, which is actually making your money sitting in that high interest account actually less valuable. So even though you're gaining one, one and a half percent, you're still losing purchasing power every single year. 
And that's why it's important for everyone to understand the causes and effects of inflation and how to plan so to ensure that your assets maintain their purchasing power. Now, it's great to put your money in savings. After all, no one's ever gone broke having money in the bank, right? Mostly you go broke by taking on too much debt, making bad investments, and so on, spending your money on stupid things. Now, one of the best ways to fight against inflation is by investing in goods or commodities instead of money. Now, money is impacted by inflation as it has less power over time, right? But goods or commodities are not necessarily impacted by inflation. In fact, some of them, if not most of them, will become more valuable when inflation strikes. Now, investing in stocks is the number one answer. Even with an inflation of 6% nearly of what we're seeing in the U.S. right now, the U.S. total stock market index has a historical average return of around 10%, as well as the S&P 500. So that's still a 4% net gain on a high inflation year like we're seeing now. So many companies are able to pass um, rising prices to the customer so that the impact of the bottom line can be minimized. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that inflation is good for equities. What I'm saying is over the long haul, stocks have outperformed inflation by a significant margin due to price setting power. So these companies have a lot of power. Now, the key is investing in companies that benefit from inflation. And picking your own stocks is probably not a great idea, but we'll talk about some individual stocks that you can look into. Now, I highly recommend, obviously, broad market indexes because they're just tried and true. And uh, it's just a surefire way to beat inflation over long periods of time. Now, the next thing would be investing in hard assets, commodities like gold or silver. Gold is a really good one because gold is an actual physical commodity. I'm not talking about necessarily gold stocks, although you could do that. I'm talking about physical gold because gold can be used as, uh, it's used in, in electronics, it's used in building um, phones and laptops and jewelry, and gold can be used for many different things. So even if it, gold was to lose its power as money, as a currency, it can still be used as a commodity. It can be used for all kinds of different things. So gold is a good store of value. I do have some gold myself. I have gold jewelry. I have gold coins that I have in safes. I have silver coins. So it's always good to have stuff like that. I'm not saying you don't need to go and stock up on thousands and thousands of dollars of this stuff, but I have about $500 in gold coins, and then I have more in gold jewelry. So it's good to have stuff like that, hard assets that aren't going to lose their value over time. Another thing is... And by the way, you can invest in gold ETFs. There are gold ETFs out there that track a certain amount of gold that's in storage in vaults of banks. So that, Or you can invest in gold mining companies. So that's one way to indirectly invest in gold because not many people are going to want to go out and buy gold bars and, and stash them in safes or anything. Um, but there's a lot of different options out there. Now, fixed income is another good way to beat inflation. I'm talking mostly about bonds 
And I'm talking about treasury inflation protected securities. Now these are government securities that are not only going to pay interest, but they guarantee to keep up with the rate of inflation. These are called TIPS, T-I-P-S. There's a lot of ETFs that track this. And these securities are adjusted based on the current consumer price index to reflect the rising costs of, of goods and services. Now, while the consumer price index is not a perfect uh, mechanism for measuring inflation, tips will hold value better than most other fixed income securities, especially when inflation is high. So you can check out something called TIPS, and it's mostly treasury bonds. You can look into ETFs for these. There's a ton of them out there that are pretty good. There's also a lot of good bond ETFs out there like BND, which is a total bond market. They have uh, treasury bonds. They have municipal bonds. They have corporate bonds. All different types of bonds rolled into one ETF. It's a total market. Um, another thing you can do is invest in real estate. Now, I know a lot of people aren't going to be having uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to go out there and buy property. And whether you're investing directly in real estate or using publicly traded REITs, they can both help with your portfolio. And real estate tends to maintain or increase its value over time. I was reading that the price of real estate typically goes up about 3% per year, and inflation on average is about 2.5% per year. So you will be beating inflation with real estate, especially nowadays. <laughs> I mean, real estate is obviously skyrocketing right now. So a popular thing you could do instead of buying real estate is you can trade REITs. You can invest in REITs. REITs are just um, REITs are just uh, real estate investment trusts. Sorry, I had a had brain fog there for a second. REITs are real estate investment trusts, and they perform very well inflationary in inflationary environments. And there are a ton of different REITs out there that, if you want a full breakdown on REITs, though, because I'm not going to get too deep into REITs right now. It's a lot to get into. Check out episode number 63. I went into great detail and broke down REITs in that episode. Check, so check that one out. REITs also provide steady dividend income. So I have about 10% of my portfolio in REITs. So some other notable investments that you can look at to help you with times like right now. Cryptocurrency. A lot of people believe in cryptocurrency as a hedge. NFTs, I know that's kind of a new thing. It's very risky. I would say crypto and NFTs should be considered a speculative asset. I'd keep them, personally, I keep them under 5% of my overall portfolio or net worth. So that's something you might want to consider. Maybe you want to bump it up to 10%, maybe 15%. I would say the number should be, not be zero, but it shouldn't be 100%. Yeah, it's probably a good idea to have some exposure to cryptocurrencies. So let's talk about some safe, surefire investments that you can make pretty much in any type of climate, regardless of inflation or rising interest rates. Utility ETFs, water companies, electrical companies, sewer, trash, cable, etc. Anything like that, oil, gold. Anything like that is always going to be valuable 
in no matter what type of economy we're in, we all need water to survive. So investing in water companies is probably a good idea. If you're worried about your portfolio, those are types of companies and investments that you would want to make, especially if you're worried about a crash because you know those companies are always going to come back up. We all need water and electricity and we need our trash removed. <laughs> so it's a, it's a no-brainer in my opinion. And the good thing about a lot of these utility companies is they do pay a really solid ETF and pretty dependable as well. There's a lot of these companies out there that are a part of the dividend aristocrat club, meaning that they've paid dividends for 25 straight years without cuts. So you can check those out as well. Hopefully you found this helpful and um, help you navigate through these tough times. Those are some good ways you can do it. Uh, please remember to subscribe and as always check out my links as well and I appreciate the support and I appreciate all the downloads, subscriptions, and the listeners and the all of that stuff. Obviously I'm not doing my um, video podcast right now. I was doing a YouTube channel. Taking a little break from that because I've had such a hectic last few months with moving and having a baby and getting an entirely different lifestyle change at the moment. So at some point I'll be back doing the video podcast as well. But for now, thanks for listening.